Hey guys, this is John and Austin. And this is another episode of the Meet Logistics Podcast. For those of you watching, you can see that we've got a guest today. We've got Taylor Gunnison. Uh, Taylor is our, well, I'll let you announce your title. Okay. I'm the warehouse manager here at Walton's. Uh, anytime we bring anybody through, one of our favorite things to do is give tours of the uh, the entire facility. My favorite place to bring everybody through is shipping because I think it has the most fun things to look at. And it is technologically, it might be the most impressive part of our building. Yeah, okay, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> you've got a conveyor belt. You've That's got true. a conveyor belt that goes forward and back. Mm-hmm. I mean, already right there, you're ahead of everybody else. Give us a couple years and we'll actually have like fancy conveyors. Because right now, like the conveyors are cool, but they're just, they're on or they're off. Yeah. Um, someday we will have ones that like are fully integrated into our system that run forward, run, can run forward, back, move things from side to side, con- from conveyor to conveyor. Do they There's a lot more you can do with on it and move. Uh-huh. Yeah, that'd yeah. be pretty awesome. All right. So Taylor's here for our employee meeting, M-E-A-T-I-N-G, because we just love our. Oh, I get it. You get it. I get you it. You get it. It's like meat. Um, but before we get to that, let's get to our featured flavor. Uh, Rafter sent us, Rafter W sent us in a chicken a couple of weeks, months ago. It'd been in the freezer until Monday where I took it out and defrosted it, sprayed it up with some duck fat. And then clobbered the outside with the Fiesta chicken seasoning um, and put it on our Camp Chef smoker at 375 degrees for what was supposed to be an hour and a half. But Austin and I had a meeting before the podcast and that hour and a half got pushed to two hours. Um, so a little bit, little bit on the, the overcooked side, um, but we've all been picking at it a little bit. Any piece with skin is amazing. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> It's that duck fat on the skin, then the seasoning. Is that why it crisps? Uh-huh. So yep. Duck fats. Anytime you're cooking any bird whole, I'd hit the outside with duck fat. Probably a better time to tell you guys that would have been just before Thanksgiving <laughs> instead of right now. But uh, yeah, get some of that duck fat and spray your bird with it if you're going to smoke it. You get perfectly crisp um, skin every time. So I'm going to take this huge piece right here. Bring it over here and you guys can eat however you want. But get a make sure you get a piece with some skin because that really is the. I'm just taking the drumstick. Okay. That works. And uh, because, you know, it cooked up a little bit higher than the 165 we would recommend, uh, it's a little dry. So you're just going to take my plate too? Is that no, the plate? No, I cut I even cut your meat through. Okay. For so for anybody not watching, John has like 2 pounds of chicken on his plate and cut maybe an ounce off for Taylor and put it on his plate. I told him he could eat anything he wants from that. <laughs> this is mine. Where's the knife or I fork eat, for him? Like you didn't give him anything. There is a fork right to- there. <laughs> I don't eat dinner on podcast nights, so <laughs> this is my dinner. Can I take some now? You may go ahead. Okay. So I was initially going to use Loaded Liberty with this, but at the last minute, I was looking at our gift packs over there of seasoning. I was like, oh, I should just do this. Um, So grab the seasoning out of that. It is the Fiesta Chicken. Is that one in the chicken pack? Yes. 
Okay. It's good that we put Fiesta chicken in the chicken pack. So what is, do you remember what all is in that pack? Because to be honest, I forget, because I think that's the one we changed after we started stuff. Moho or Mojo? Mojo. See, we don't even know which one we, we it don't took, care. It We're just like a, arguing. It took me a second because you, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Taylor, I think was, it's just because we like arguing. There was an episode a couple of weeks ago where we had Patrick come up with quiz questions for us on like meat okay. processing things. We refused to be wrong on two of them and actually Googled it and made him give us credit, even though yeah. his test said we were wrong. You say that like that's a ridiculous thing for you to do. That's exactly what you should do. I mean, it, were you right or were you wrong? We proved we were right, but it was yeah, like, there you go. then you're right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't think it said anything good about us. Like we can't be wrong. Like to argue too much. Well, did you get personal about it? No. Okay. Then no. you're fine. Patrick cries easily. So we tried. <laughs> we have to be a little sensitive about things. Yeah. Yep. He will get very upset. Okay. So we've got Taylor here starting off. What would you say you do here? What do I do here? What would you say you do here? Uh, so the basic, like I said, when I introduced myself is I'm the warehouse manager. So I'm involved in just about everything that happens day to day in the warehouse. Um, if I had to boil it down to one soundbite, what I do here is help ensure all in-stock orders ship same day by 5 p.m. That's, that's a, what I do. That's a pretty good blurb. The what would you say you do here thing is an office space. I feel like you didn't get it. When he meets with the bodies. Yeah, no, I know what you're oh, talking okay. about. Okay. I got it. All right. Well, just make Did you sure. want me to throw a fish out here and gut it? Or <laughs> I don't have I don't, a fish on me. I don't get that part. It's from Office Space. I figured you'd get it. <laughs> when does he gut a fish? Peter guts the fish on his desk when he takes the cube. Oh, when he comes down. back. Okay. Yeah, I missed that yeah. one. Listen, if I haven't thought of it in my mind ahead of time, I'm not smart or fast or witty or any of those things. I see the note cards. Anything that I ever say that sounds witty, it's because I've practiced that in my head sure. many times. All right. So how long have you been with Waltons? Uh, 12 years. I think officially 11, but technically 12. What's the... So I got hired. My wife uh, got hired here just a few months before I started. Um, and I started basically as contract work, if you will, um, just helping move stuff from the old location to this location. Uh, about the time we were done with that, I got hired on seasonally in the warehouse and then hired on full time the following year. So my technical anniversary date is 11 years, but I've actually worked here 12. So you started working here, got out and then willingly came back? No. No, you were dragged back in by your wife. What are you talking about? You said you were hired seasonally. After I right. started. So the very first thing I did here was help move things from there to here. Right. Right. And then once that was completed, we were right about to start fall when we do our seasonal hiring. And so I got hired on seasonally in the warehouse at that point. Okay. And then full time the following year. So there was never a time after you were seasonally working here that you weren't working here. Correct. Wow. Oh, we okay. haven't let Correct. him leave the building That's in 12 years. Say. <laughs> if you got away, I figured you should be gone. <laughs> nope. Nope. Huh. Come back every day. Interesting. Um, all right. What is your favorite part about what you do at Walton's? My favorite part. So it's actually probably twofold. Um, and there's like a professional answer and a personal answer. <laughs> so professionally, 
My favorite part is big picture. It, it's not the day-to-day minutia necessarily. It's more coming up with systems, coming up with, um, you know, those fancy conveyors and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And working on how do we make this warehouse more efficient, make it a better place to shop for our customers and a better place to work for our employees. Um, personally, my favorite part of working here is the ability I have uh, with how we do our hiring. So in the warehouse, we're a very seasonal business, um, which means we have to hire seasonally every August, September for fall, winter. That gets me access to a wide variety of people. Um, And uh, of course, some of it can be frustrating and some of it can be banging your head against the wall, but you end up getting people who are typically not in the best of situations and we are able to give them an opportunity to succeed. Um, I tell everybody that I interview for these positions, if you want to be successful here, it's entirely up to you. Um, We don't do anything in the warehouse that is so complicated. You just can't understand it. Um, I don't think I've ever hired anybody who couldn't do what I needed them to do. Uh, We've hired a lot of people that didn't do what needed uh, to be done. But it's nice to be able to kind of give back um, because I was in that situation a decade ago and was able to turn it into something. And I like being able to provide that for other people. So that's way better than Flip's answer. Way better. What Flip say? It was better because I don't remember Flip's answer. (laughs) I'll remember that. I don't remember Flip's answer. Um, I don't remember what I ate for breakfast this morning, though. So (laughs) So the employees that you're managing – Back there. I know just from walking through, some of them are on what you call bursting stations, which is where they make sure everything's in an order. And some of them are walking around collecting, you know, orders. Picking? Picking. Sorry. Okay. I know. I know. I would imagine that you say that there's nothing you do that's so complex. There's some complexity that goes on at bursting. Isn't there? Or does that just look like hectic chaos? Um, It's not. You can make it more complex than it is. Okay. But do you think there's anything complex about running a cash register? No. That's essentially Same what it thing. is. Okay. Um, in, in fact, and we continue to make it easier and easier. Um, we're working on running a program, and I won't get too far in the weeds, but essentially tells the burster before they even start the order, this is the box that you need to use. Um, then the only steps after that, are scanning each item, placing it in the box, packaging it correctly. Okay. So it's not complex by any stretch of the imagination. What I know like year by year, you look at how many packages you ship. Mm-hmm. Like that's more important to you than a lot of other information. Um, do you know this year are you on pace to ship more packages than last year? Or yeah. you are? Yeah. Okay. Is any of that because of how we changed how we're doing some of the shipping recently or or is that just volume? As far as the volume goes, it doesn't necessarily impact um, the number of packages or the changes we've made. Some changes in the past could, these not as much, um, but it definitely allows us to ship that amount of packages with a lower amount of labor. Okay. Yeah. So you are all about cost savings. I was back there a couple of weeks ago and you were talking, you were excited about saving, I mean, it was cents on a foot of 
the stuff that blows up to be the air packaging? First of all, they're called air pillows. <laughs> okay. Second of all, it was not a foot. It's like three feet. <laughs> Third of all, it wasn't a cent. It's a dime. Oh, okay. Well, if you do that 120,000 times a year and you save a dime every time you do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of exciting. Oh, it's real money for sure. Yeah. I mean, I know you guys are just burning chicken, yeah, but, just- <laughs> but some of us are trying to make this We profit. didn't even have to buy this chicken. This was given to us. <laughs> Didn't I, have to kill it twice either, I didn't but you have did. to buy this chicken, sir. <laughs> uh, I did use the 12 inch probe digital thermometer, the brand new one, and worked wonderfully. Oh, um, I used that to cook steaks the other day. I could stand like three feet back because uh-huh. you got your arm, you got that. It was, I was worried when I first picked it up, too. I picked up like the biggest steak I had, and I'm like, don't break, don't, don't break. Don't use break. that for that. It worked fantastic. You own a company. That sells barbecue equipment and smoking equipment, as well as all the other stuff we do. Go get some tongs. We don't sell dishwashers. We don't sell. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to dirty things up. I want one thing. That is my. That it, we should not market that as a twelve-inch thermometer. It should be your twelve-in-one grilling tool. But it's <laughs> it's not that <laughs> that thing. That's how I use it, though. Okay. Uh, I wonder if we should have called it the foot long instead. Hmm. Patrick brought that up. Probably should rename it. Yeah, it's early enough. We still could. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, There are a lot of ways to place orders at Walton's now. I mean, you can call in. uh, You can email in an order to for commercial people. Does anyone still fax in orders? Probably. We used to get fax orders. I don't know, but probably. Uh, And then obviously the website. You may talk to multiple people. You may talk to nobody when you're placing that order as a customer. Mm-hmm. It may come through any number of different departments. The one department that's going to touch every single order that comes out of here is shipping. Other than drop ship. Okay. Yeah. Other than drop ship. Yeah. Other than drop ship. So things that actually sure. come out of here. Um, so what you do is incredibly important. I always like to, to point that out. Um, I kind of see shipping as one of the, this is going to sound super whatever, but like kind of the heart of what we are here, like at this location, because everything goes through it other than the dropships. Sure. Yeah. As far as like day-to-day operations, I, I can agree with that. I mean, it's, it's an immediate thing where it, it has to happen every single day over and over and over again. Right. So Yeah. I'm with you. Most frustrating part about your job? Most frustrating. Probably your direct supervisor, right? <laughs> no, actually, I don't have issues there. Um, That's Austin for anyone who. It depends on how honest you want me to be. And, <laughs> uh, like a 50% probably. And, and it depends on. Okay. Then I'm going to have to temper. <laughs> Brett will listen at some point. Um, I think the most frustrating part and. I actively try to do better at this. I struggle when I give what I believe to be clear, concise instruction, Mm -hmm. and it can't be routinely followed, if that makes sense. Um, And with, like I was saying, as far as seasonal hiring, we go through a decent amount of people in the fall and winter each year um, and just having to go over stuff over and over and over again. Sure. Um, and I, I don't mean this negatively. When I, we were talking about installing systems, 
that make us more efficient. The goal, in my opinion, on most of those is to try to make everything as idiot proof as possible. Yep. Um, and you can't, at least in my experience, make everything idiot proof. And that's what gets frustrating. Um, but to be honest, before I worked here, I spent a decade in retail management. There's nothing as frustrating here as as that every day of yeah. doing that. So, so that was a uh, meat counter, right? You were the meat. Yeah. And grocery store management. Okay. So, all right. What is out of everything you've gotten? I always try to do a good job if we're making anything to bring it back and let the warehouse guys try it. I'll give you credit for that. Um, are you taking the chicken back? No, 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 no. I wouldn't give them this dry chicken. <laughs> I'll give them the skin. Maybe. <laughs> hey guys, eat some skin. The skin is delicious. Um, out of everything you've gotten to try here, what would you say is your f- single favorite thing you've gotten to eat? And you can say something somebody else cooked. You don't have to say. Anything. No. Um, so there's been a lot of stuff, but I mean, I've had really good chicken before. I've had really good steak before. What I've never had before working here, and I don't honestly even remember if it was quail or pheasant. Yeah, it was pheasant. The pheasant rangoon. Uh-huh. Mm. That's the best thing I've had here. Okay. Period. Are you here Friday? Yes. It is my party on the patio. And whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop you right there. You have to do it with someone else too. So you don't get all the credit. No, no, it's Chris Hahn. I told him, just go get me soda. Like, I don't (laughs) don't need your help. I don't want your help. That's what I did last month. And he was my partner. (laughs) (laughs) So I will have, it's not going to be pheasant rangoon, um, but I've got chicken. That I'm making the exact same thing, and so it'll taste just the same. Sweet. So we're good on that. Make an extra batch for uh, Josh. Yeah, I bought. I'll make a bunch. He had that five years ago, and he still randomly talks about it. Well, there'll be it. So we're gonna do that and chicken thighs uh, in chicken on the run, all the deep fried in the our deep fryer. So okay, cool. They'll be good. Cool. They'll be good. Okay. Anything else you want to talk about? As far as what you do here at Walton's or anything you think people at home would be interested in your opinion of Walton's? People in my home aren't interested. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know of random people at home. Uh, and one of them works here. You know, she's employed. Um, no, I don't think so. Cool. All right. We're going to move on to uh, a couple different segments. You're obviously welcome to stay and hang out. Uh, some of these I think your opinion will be fun on. I want to start with what we call wildcard this week um, because I've got video of point of view footage of a man who lost his leg in a shark attack. This is the actual footage from his camera. So we're not, you're not going to be able to see it at home, but I'll post a link to it in the um, Meetgistics post. There's a little bit of nonsense, just all bubbles, but wait until he breaks the water. So this is a bull shark. Um, He was attacked while snorkeling off the coast of Australia, I think. And it is as gruesome as you can get. I I was shocked that Instagram left this up. I'm starting to wonder why we call this wild card and why we don't just call it the scary shark segment. Like (laughs) it's in the wild, right? (laughs) So is he filming the guy who loses his leg? Yep. So he's being thrashed around there and he's trying to make, or has been thrashed around. He's trying to make it to shore. Wait, so the shark like has. Oh, the shark right had, had him. Yeah. yeah. And he's screaming and yelling now. So he's getting close to 
breaking the surface. Okay, so he breaks the surface here. Wait until you see the water around his leg. Because right there, it all looks pretty clear. But we're going to start seeing a little bit of blood. And then when he gets it out of the water, that's when kind of my stomach turned a little bit. I tried to find one that was cut down. With Instagram, you can't fast forward through. Yeah, no one likes Instagram. Okay, do you see oh, all that blood oh, behind him? Whoa, that's a lot of blood. Yeah, wait till his leg comes out. Because you get a good shot at it. You just see, not that. Oh my goodness. Maybe it wasn't a bull shark. That's a big bite. That might have been a great white. He must have so much adrenaline to actually keep him like going because that's he's you do that, you're gonna bleed out so fast. Why are you covering? Go away. Hold on. So the dude who got bit, yeah, he's holding a camera. Uh, I think it's just like on his rig. Okay. Like I don't think he's holding it. Well, it, well when it zoomed out there, it looked like it was farther. Like I initially thought it was a GoPro. Okay. Or look. Look at all that flesh hanging down off of it. Yeah. Oh, his That's bad. his whole oh, his whole leg is gone. Like he has no calf left. That's all shreds that's hanging down there, just bleeding into the water. So, as usual, stay out of the ocean. It is not for recreation. <laughs> it is a place of monsters. Um, I don't want to say this guy deserved what he got, but well, hold on. Look at all that blood coming up through the waves. Look at that. Look. Look. Uh, are there known to be sharks in that water? Yes. There's known to be sharks in every water. Yeah, that's on him. That is on him. All right. I'm glad we agree. I hope he goes again. Yeah. All right. We might have to go uh, up to the Pacific Northwest because the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service wants more than 500,000 barred owls to be what? shot dead in a coal to help protect other native species. No. A half- a million owls just in the Pacific Northwest they want killed. Let's let's transplant these suckers. I have an owl that lives like uh on like little hedgerow uh -huh. in my house and I love oh, it. They're awesome. I it, if they I give me like 50 of them. I don't know. I probably can't support 50 on my property, but we'll see what we can do cuz I love I love owls. Love love like it, it, they'll like be hooting like as I'm going to bed and like waking up in the morning and I just find it entertaining to just sit there and listen to them. Like that sucks. What, are, just, what are they killing? Oh, what are the owls killing that they're yeah, that they want to protect? If it's a rodent, things that are not as cool. Yeah, it's going to be like mice or something. Sure. Right? Well, yeah. It'll see if we can find that. Uh, the dramatic impacts on northern spotted owl population. A recent study found that northern spotted owls in the areas that received experimental barred. Okay, so they're killing other owls. It sounds like. Oh, that's a problem. Yeah. Now, now what are you going to do? Did I ever tell you? I think I've told you this. We have bald eagles over by my house. My big dog is like terrified of them. He should be. He will mm -hmm. see them up in the tree and just refuse to go any closer. As soon as he sees them, he's like, no, that thing's too big. Good. Yeah. So yeah, they could kill you. So no, absolutely yes. not. I'm 100% taking it, a bald eagle in a fight. Dude, an owl could kill you. Not a bald eagle, eagle oh, could kill on. you. Have you not seen? Uh, just get your hands on them and it's over. Yeah, they've got big claws, but if I get my hand around its neck, you're not going to be able to. I would give the eagle two to one odds. Easy. Yeah. Easy. I give a barn owl. You think the eagle two to one dog? odds? In a fight. Brutus, yes. Okay. Because he'd just be too scared. You think your dog kills you? No, I'm walking away from that fight. There ain't no way. I'm walking away from that fight. <laughs> no, there's no way. 
I'm talking 200 pound. Things, I know. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The force in that dog's jaws is insane. I know. Like more than any strength you have in they your have body. The second anywhere. strongest bite in the dog family. It's a Kangol or something. And then the Borable. But I'm still walking away from you that. You are fight. not. Yes, yeah. I am. All right. Maybe your specific right. dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it was one that was 200 pounds yeah, of all that's muscle. That's not what I'm saying. That's different. No, 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 no. I, I mean, like, you're relying on the fact that Brutus is your dog. You know, like, I'd beat up Brutus. That's because Brutus would be there and you're just wailing on him. And he's just like, Dad, why would you do this to me? <laughs> but if he actually wanted to hurt you, you're done. It's over. It's not close. Do you ever lose strength when you laugh a lot? Like, you laugh yeah. so much sure. that he had me pinned one day <laughs> and he was looking down at me. And, you know, he's got those big floppy lips. So they're hanging down in his ears. It was just the funniest looking thing. So I started laughing. And then I was like, okay, get off me. And I was trying to push him off me. And I had like, he just had me pinned. Like at that point, he could have done whatever he wanted because I could not get him He's off. He's bigger than you, faster than you, and stronger than you. I can chase him down. It, has, it takes a while. Over short distances, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I can chase him down. You can finally catch him when he decides he's done running. Pretty much. Yeah. That is pretty much how it goes. All right. Uh, so that was the two that I had for wild card. So we're going to move on real quick to what did everybody cook today? Uh, first, we're going to point out Serge. He had uh, pork hock terrine. I uh, enjoyed diced up with some salt, pepper, onions, and vinegar. I'm saying that man is not scared of anything. I believe there's a military background there. I think maybe he's a Marine. Um, I don't mind head cheese. That scares me. That's his finished product. Yeah. Right? Okay. That scares me. Are yeah. you looking at this, Austin? Yeah, that's, I mean, it does not look cooked. Is it cooked? I don't know anything about terrine. I know. I'm I'm looking up right now because I'm not really sure. I'm pretty sure I'm not man enough to eat it, though. You ever leave a meatloaf in the fridge for like a month? No. That's what it would look like. Ugh. Oh, uh, so just it's become like gelatin. gelatin? Yeah. yeah. It's it's cured and it's it is cooked, but it's like slow cooked. So uh, it's going to look kind of raw. So like a lot of bacon that you get, you can eat it yeah. without frying it. It's cooked. Just now, terrible texture. Don't don't take my word on that because some bacon's not, and it can actually get you sick. But some bacon is. Um, it just it's not what people recognize as something really edible. Like you need to fry it, get it up to three hundred degrees internal temp, yeah. and then you're like, oh, that's bacon. So that looks raw. But if it was, yeah, from what I'm reading, it's cured. It's just the way it's cooked. It still looks raw. Yeah. Serge, you're more of a man than I am today for eating that one for sure. Um, speaking of bacon, we tried a new slicer. <clears throat> we had a vendor send us in a slicer that would, whatever, doesn't matter. But it has a just a certain thickness set. So we used the same blade set to cut our jerky as we did our bacon. And I used to like thick cut, thick cut bacon, but there is a point of diminishing returns. And what we have, what we sliced up is too thick. What? Yeah, it takes... What? forever to get it nice and crispy like way too long okay two two different things there but one who who made the bacon i a commercial customer of ours oh it wasn't us no dang okay so two i ate some of that bacon last night okay. and it was some of the most delicious bacon i've ate in my life yeah but it's so so thick it takes forever to get it did you get it all the way crispy or no did you i up? don't you gave up no i don't want like crispy bacon I like, if you hold a piece of bacon up, 
straight, a little bit of flop, or hanging straight down? It's pretty much going to hang down. Oh, no. Well, we can tell you like crispy. <laughs> <laughs> I know when you thought of that joke because I heard you giggle to yourself. Uh-huh. So, um, no. I don't need crispy, but it needs to have some rigidity to it. And I can't get that bacon that we sliced on that slicer to have any rigidity. So I'm saying that's too thick. But, I mean, the slicer worked amazingly on jerky. That's some of the best jerky I've made. And we ran a different smoke schedule on it because it was thinner. So I didn't go with, like, my the one I usually use for the tender jerky. It's awesome. Wait, so that's the same thickness that you made the jerky? Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah. Does that change your opinion, though? No. I just should. I don't know. doesn't change my opinion on the bacon. How all. thick are you talking? I don't have any, but... Like that? And that's too thick for you? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. It was like, like it's, even after you cook it, it was still very thick. Yeah. Um, it's thicker than the thick cut bacon you get at the store by a significant margin. Like after you cook it, it's still like a quarter inch? Yeah, that's... Uh, no, no, no. No, not after you cook it. Oh, then you're fine. Yeah, but you can't get it to be like straight. It just flops down no matter what you do. Even. I had it in my oven for like 35 minutes and it was still just like, Shh. well, that's also part of your problem is I, I, I know people swear by again. cooking bacon in the oven that's or the on right the grill, it. but it is not the right way to do it. It is. The best way to do it is in a pan. It has to be cooked in a pan to be the best. Absolutely. There's no question. Convenience oven. Do it every time. You want convenience? Just cook it easy. But you want the best bacon? Cook it in a pan. My friend who uh, runs the Hormel plant here, 100% only in the oven, says that's the only way to do it. I'm going with him. What would he know about it, though? He's not. I making, mean, a good, a good amount, I would not, say. He's not making artisan bacon. That's just Hormel bacon. Good bacon, very consistent, but not artisan. Yeah. yeah. How do you fairness, cook your bacon? How often do you uh, buy Hormel bacon? Um, you can say never. No, not never. Um, so you're not I'm, supporting your local processors? If I'm going to the grocery store to get bacon, I'll get Hormel. Oh, okay. Yeah, the one thing I'm not cheap on is food. Everything else, I'm the cheapest per clothes, car, all that stuff cheap. Food I'm the one is the one thing I will spend money on. All right. Uh, Dave and AZ made some Italian peppers and dinner. Or uh, sorry, some Italian sausage and peppers for a dinner with his niece. It looked phenomenal. I like his setup for his sous vide. So he's got a plastic tub and then he cut a hole into the lid, <coughs> placed his sous vide through it. So loses almost no heat that way. Great way to do it. I'm not surprised. Dave and AZ's really good at all that mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, I Clay Kala, yeah. right? I don't know how to say that username. Clay Kala Nailed it. Uh, made some smoked tri-tip that they then reversed seared with some herb butter. I mean, that, look at that. It looks delicious. That looks yeah. awesome. Why isn't that here? Because that's here. This is just as good oh, well, as that. Oh, okay. They're the same thing. We have jerky instead. <laughs> Turkey jerky. Chicken jerky. <laughs> um, and then Possum made it, this pie. Look at this. That's Whatever you call the grid the on top. The lattice. There you go. Is perfect. Yeah. I mean, that, that, looks look, good. that looks like something out of a Disney cartoon. Like you should see some. It should be in a window. Yes. Yeah. Some character mm -hmm. should be floating up to it. What was that? Family Guy? Yes. 
Um, then John Belvedere was tailgating at the Giants Patriots game, uh, made some bacon, some those look like chicken breasts, I'm assuming, uh, on his portable griddle. But when's the last time you went to an NFL game? Two years ago. You've never been to an NFL game? Wait, you're like yeah, Mr. NFL, though. What am I going to do? Just go? Like, well, Kansas you, City's yes. not that far away. I'm not going to go there. Okay. I guess it's, I mean, yeah, I guess yeah. his team is the Titans, so it's not like he can just... If, it was, if you were a KC fan, I would be very disappointed sure. that you hadn't just drove like two hours to watch game. Yeah. They're, I mean, yeah, I couldn't get a Kansas City ticket. What are Kansas City uh, fans like at the stadium? Are they aggressive to other fans? No, 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 no. Okay. no. not like Philadelphia. Yeah. In Philly, <laughs> like you legitimately don't want to go. Yeah. Like, you should not go. We had friends going to a giants Philly game. We're like, this is a bad idea. I'm like this is late in the season and you're both in contention this year. That's going to be a bad environment. And of course they got, I, mean, I don't think it was really a fight, but they got pushed around in the uh, stadium concourse. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it just a few years ago? It'd be like, someone a baseball fan would die outside of the stadium like a couple times a year yep we got to bring back stadium death i think it was last year uh oh he doesn't have a microphone back there no one can hear what you're saying he was talking about how a couple years ago there was like a rash of people dying at stadiums there's the raiders 49ers one somebody stabbed somebody to death in that it was uh i think there was a seattle one it's all west coast those animals yeah there's a san francisco giants that Somebody fell to their death, like Houston, four floors or something. Texas Rangers, I think, that one. I remember the Rangers one. You ever seen the video of the cat that falls? Yes. And mm-hmm. they I know exactly what you're talking about. Did they catch it in a banner or something? Yeah, they have like, a, I don't know what it is, but it's large because it's multiple people stretching yeah. it out. Yeah. And they catch, catch it up. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool video. All should right. Should have let it fall. <laughs> it is a cat. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, meat matters. So this is insights from. Uh, the packer is beef on dairy and camera grading. This is from farmprogress.com. If you're going to continue to sell milk, ice cream, and cheese, you need to accept beef on dairy crosses as a viable supply agent because it's more sustainable. Today, a higher percentage of cattle slaughtered than in the past in Cargill plants are beef on dairy. Do you know what beef on dairy is? No clue. So it's, you know, like what a milk cow looks like? So generally, like in the past, right? I don't. Yep. I'll just okay. say yes. I don't think there are a lot of dairies in Kansas, are there? No, sir. This isn't a big dairy. I mean, I see that as California. There? Sure, but are yeah. there a lot? No. Okay. So they're like, they're those types of cows, and they generally aren't slaughtered and then processed. They take the meat and do stuff with it, but they don't really sell it to the public. Okay. They're starting to. About seven, eight years ago, it started becoming popular over in the UK. And they were saying these steaks have an amazing marbling and they're really nice and tender. So what beef on dairy is at the end of its life of producing milk, they then send it to a slaughterhouse. So it goes to a feedlot just like a regular one for a couple of weeks. Um, But anyways, just call that out. Uh, With this genetic cross, when this genetic cross, that doesn't make any sense. With this genetic cross, time to get to the plant is shortened. Yes, it did. I just didn't read it like a normal person. (laughs) 
Because animals require fewer days on feed. Once they hit retail shelves, they produce a larger ribeye that is high in quality and very tender. Dairy steers have a greater amount of kidney, pelvic, and heart fat, along with lower muscling and a higher percentage of bone. In addition, their large frame size also affects logistics at the plant. These carcasses are too big, so they'll drag on the floor. I did not realize that a dairy cow was bigger than a beef cow. Hmm. I would have thought other way around, if anything. Yeah, oh. I would guess that. Yeah, I mean, they're they're bigger, they're older. Like a beef cow you take to slaughter isn't like... A ten-year-old cow is like, a milk cow. I assume it's older than a beef cow. I don't know how. I don't. I don't know how long the lifespan and longevity for yeah milk production would be there. I don't. Not a not a cattle expert there, but I, they've got to be older than beef cows. So it makes sense they could be bigger. So you don't think that they're full grown by the time they send them to slaughter? Generally, a beef cow. I bet not. What's the age they send? That feels like that would be a human doesn't get full grown until you're 18 years old. And that's probably the best time to eat a human is at 18 <laughs> years old. So why wouldn't they let them grow to their full size? You'd get the most bang for your buck. Maybe take too long. What's the point where you like uh, you grow the fist as fast? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Average age of beef at slaughter in the U.S. is 18 months. That's fast. So yeah, you think okay. a cow's 18 why, why, at 18 months they full grown? Why do needs 28 months for the Okay, so he just said 18 months for regular and 28 months for Wagyu. All right. So, oh, speaking of that, uh, totally random. Sure. Not in me matters. But if you are in Wichita, I just found out today that Booth Creek Wagyu from that has a store in Manhattan is uh, they bought the seafood shop here in Wichita and they are going to turn it into half seafood, half Wagyu. Really? So mm. 21st and Webb. Uh, Seafood shop. We will have to free plug buy there. Some I haven't gone yet, but I will be going. Yeah, we'll have to yeah. buy some and review it. You know what? You just went and got your quarter. We need to talk about half. Um, next time I go up and get my half, I'll grab some wagyu from him, and we'll grab some wagyu from there and taste comparison. Okay. We also have uh, some comparisons to do for Zach to between you out. and I. Yeah. Okay. Because our cows were a little bit different. He wanted to know if we could. Tell a difference in some things, but and unfortunately, I don't have any of my whole cuts left, so we're going to do it in ground beef. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if we'll be able to tell, but we'll find we'll out. We'll find out. It'll be fun. All right. One of the projects which which Cargill is implementing is camera grading in the packing plants. These cameras give an unbiased and more consistent grade for both yield and quality, while providing relevant data to instill a quality minded change in the industry. Even with these cameras, USDA graders oversee each grade. So. Instead of them just looking at it and saying it's this, it's mm -hmm. that, a camera gives them the data and then they still make the call. But it's pretty cool, a little bit of technology that's being pushed into the meat industry. Is it like the camera at the airport where it's like drawing squares around faces constantly? It's just updating size. It knows which one's there, which. 100% there has to be software on the back end of it that is oh, yeah. doing like That is what it is. It's not just the camera. Yeah. So yes, Patrick, there is that. Um, where's the beef? Former Browns lineman Joe Thomas has it, and he's selling it. We don't need to go into this much, but Joe Thomas, Hall of Fame offensive lineman, uh, had a big property. His kids wanted animals. They wanted horses. And he's like, we're not getting horses. It's like, they're useless, kind of. You have to feed them, and then you know they're around forever. He's like, we're going to get cows because at least we can eat them at the end. Uh, so he turned it into a business because he started giving it away, and all his friends were like, no, 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 no. This is amazing. And he gave it to some restaurants and they're like, oh yeah, we'll pay you for these. 
Hmm. And Joe Thomas and Steepy Miocek team up on a coffee venture. You butchered his name. Miocek? Miocic. Was it Miocic? Mm -hmm. Oh. You're a UFC fan. You should know that. I I will not argue with you on the pronunciation of that. (laughs) Um, But just cool to see famous people, I guess. Uh, Joe Thomas is somebody like I've always kind of respected. For those of you who don't know, who's a Cleveland Browns offensive lineman for the longest time. One of the best offensive linemen in the league. Probably top 20 all-time offensive lineman. Played on some of the worst teams ever and never complained. Never asked for a trade. Never did anything. Just went out and did his job excellently all the time. So I saw that. I was pretty interested. Company invests $5 million into an upstate meat plant. Do you have any idea? Have you already looked at this? Hmm. Okay. How many people would you think a $5 million meat plant would employ? What's the 5 million? Is it like the total cost for everything? Yeah, for building the meat plant. Not a lot. 10. Yeah, maybe 10. So it's more than that. It's 26. But I thought it would be way more than that. It can't be because I know what equipment costs to go in there. And we're looking at building a building. I know what buildings cost. And there's no way. $5 million does not get you very far. Like, say half of that is just the, so the building itself. So it's, I mean, it's, that's even a hard thing because that's, I mean, you got to talk just the shell of a building for $2 million is not very big. Then you have to deck it out with coolers and what's going to be inside. It's going to be more expensive than building office space. Like, your total mm-hmm. cost is going to be, I don't know, $400 a square foot. Something crazy. Well, there was no information in the article. It's just a video that I didn't feel like watching. So there's no way to find out. <laughs> it still feels like 26 people isn't as many. I would think it'd be more than that. All right. Uh, beef trade reacts as expected. Declining cattle numbers has led to a year-over-year decrease in beef production and higher wholesale and retail beef prices. Under those market conditions, beef exports are expected to decrease and beef imports should increase. Exactly the outcome observed thus far in 2023. The U.S. dollar has remained generally strong against most currencies. So there, that annoys me right there. There are other areas of the world that are having way worse inflation than we are. I refuse to believe that. It must be impossible to eat in those countries. Uh, the October live livestock trade data showed total beef exports were down 20.5% year over year, leading to a year-to-date total that's down 14.9% compared to January and October of last year. Total beef imports for October were up 17.4% over one year ago, pushing beef imports thus far up to 7.9%. Okay. Hmm. So we're going to start getting more beef from other countries in the world, and it's still going to get slapped with a Made in America label on it, or Product of America in it. That annoys me. Is it, though? It will, yeah. Because it'll be shipped in, then someone's going to repackage it, and that's it. All they have to do is take it out of one package and put it in another, and that is considered added value. And they can use the product of America. Is that how they have to label it? Product of? It's either product. I don't think it's made in America. I'm pretty sure it's product of America. But just great. So we're eating. I don't want 
Mexican. There's beef. a lot of stuff American like that, beef. Yeah, I know. Where all the parts are made overseas and they come here and then they Lego them together and say made in America. Yeah, they're cars. Assembled. Yep. Yeah, it Guns should say like that a lot. I don't know. I need to look at that again because, like, I was thinking the way that the USDA has country of origin labeling laid out that, like, you can't do that. And th there had to be something more going into it, but I might be wrong. We've talked about this dozens of times. Dozens. I don't think he's listening to me. I because think Googling the right I, answer, just I'm, like you discussed yeah. 10 minutes ago. <laughs> I'm listening, but like things that we bring in from China, India, wherever, it could be from uh, Italy. Um, we bring in different stuff from like Australia, all over the world. When we import it, like it has to be listed and labeled as like made in XYZ country. Right. It's very explicit. And that's not even food product. And if we brought in that stuffer all in parts and put it together here, we would then say made in America. Yeah, I think so the finished good is part of I don't know about food. I don't yeah. have a clue, but I think you're right. I think if we brought stuffers in, they were assembled here. It's the first time anyone's ever said that on this podcast. I didn't mean to it, me at but least. Clip it. <laughs> that would be made in America. Yeah. I don't know. Is he still looking? We'll see. I'm gonna okay. do, I'll do more looking later. We'll talk about it later. All right, last story. Communist survivor blasts UN eco-socialist for hypocrisy on eating meat. It's from the Marxist playbook, they said. That's so much happening in that headline. I know. I loved the headline. <laughs> it had a bunch of things I like. Uh, there's a part of this I wanted to read, but I can't get to it now. It's saying read this article for free behind. Okay. That's because it's everybody's article. Ah, nice one. I like it. Basically, they were talking about how you would get food credits uh, in China and their lack of access to protein is why their average life expectancy like back in the 70s was 44. Um, but even during those times, you know, the higher ups in the CCP would eat these lavish meals. Mm -hmm. This person was watching that. Uh them talk about how we need to get rid of the beef industry while they're eating beef dinners, steak dinners. It's just at this point, I'm used to them flying on their private jets to these climate summits. But when you're telling someone, hey, don't eat this specific mm -hmm. thing while eating that specific thing, your hypocrisy is at such a level that it almost has to be comedy. Like it almost has to be a joke that we just don't see. I think it's just small little test. So how much will people put up with? And they leak little things out like this and you get upset and talk about it for a minute. And then tomorrow you forget about it and they go, okay, I got that one. Go right back and to my regular try life. Another one. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Terrible. I have an answer. Go ahead. So, uh, beef can be labeled as made in the USA. If it is, it could be originated from overseas, but if it was slaughtered here, or it has to be like further processed. Yeah. But the rules for further processing is very slim. Yeah, it's basically, you could have uh, a pork, pork loin that you just cut into pieces and called it boneless chops and now it's made in the USA. I don't even think you have to do that. Hmm. I think it's, if you were to buy a primal and just, oh yeah, same thing. 
Exactly. Sounds like you have to do something to it. You couldn't you couldn't bring in ribeye steaks. They're already like cut. What if they were in vacuum packs? You took them out and put them into foam trays. I don't know. I'll bet you they would let it. I don't know. I think that'd be though. I don't. I don't think anything's ever shipped in. Like it's got to be all primals, right? I would think. Yeah. I wouldn't think you would. Yeah. Could be an odd scenario, but I don't think anyone would ship things in as like the final product already. It'd be kind of silly. So over the next however many months, as long as our beef cattle herd keeps shrinking, get ready to eat more foreign beef labeled as American beef. Well, At least it's. Chicken. Topical. So we, we brought a chicken in from overseas and then you turned it into, I don't know, like a piece of charcoal. Could you say <laughs> made in America? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Cool. As long as you're using American wood to smoke it. This is some patriotic chicken. There you go. All right. That's all I got. You guys got anything? No. All right. We're going to go film a Christmas message from Brett for all of our customers. And Cool, cool. We're out. Wait, is this our? No. We still have one more episode before Christmas. Yes. Are we recording next week? I don't know if I should say Merry Christmas or not. It didn't show up. <laughs> yes, we're recording next week. His toupee. <gasps> I forgot that I was supposed it. to be today. It's supposed to be in today. Thank goodness. I, emotionally, I'm not ready for that right now. <laughs> no, it's going to have to wait till after Christmas. Hold on. What? You don't you know, know of this. this. How would I know about okay. this? Oh. So we have a bet every year who's going to finish higher in the final college football rankings. Notre Dame. Kansas State. Oh, okay. Notre Dame finishes higher than Kansas State, finished higher than Kansas State. So we were trying to come up with what we would have to, like the loser would have to do. I said, we both have terrible hair if we grow it out. Can't shave or cut your hair for like a month. Cut. He said, what about the opposite? He's like, what if we had to wear two pays? And I was like, oh, that <laughs> sounds amazing. So you have to act like you're, like it's, you're wearing a two You have to, you can't, like any meeting you're in, anywhere we go, anything like that, you can't explain you just have to try to pull it off okay for, for how long three, three days, days. Oh, so and you get to pick the and all right i got to pick what he wore or what he's gonna wear initially i was thinking just a bowl cut like a truly terrible one. oh yeah but simple jack then i started thinking that was exactly <laughs> that's but then i started fresh. thinking what if i get him one that's really good and he likes it <laughs> and then he feels sad when he has to take it off so I went with one. Why would he have to take it off though if he really liked it? Well, he could just he that's could, him. but we mock that's him. what he I wants. Mean, he wants me to wear a toupee permanently. Yes, is basically pretty much. Um, but I did get him one that like you're gonna have to style it. You're gonna have <laughs> to style. Uh -uh. You are gonna have to style it. Are you so wear a hat over it or something. No, I think the rule was you couldn't wear a hat. Rule is like no that. hat over so it. What color, what uh, we consulted your brother and we got closest to your original hair color, a brownish. I'm so excited that it's going to look like a real one because people might think he's trying to pull off the toupee. That, how long is it? Is it like, or is that ruining stuff? I think at this point you should, yeah, you, sh you should prepare me for, for what this it, is. Like, Tell is me what it is. going to look like Trevor Lawrence? No, no, oh, it's not that long. To be honest, I'd, I'd kind of be excited for that. That, <laughs> I'd be like, oh, maybe I should wear this longer. Apparently, though, <laughs> the deal with these wigs are you're supposed to get them and then like go to a barber yeah. and have them style it for you. 
So you've got some work ahead of Wait, you. Wait, so they're supposed to what? cut it? Yeah. yeah. Have you not seen people put on? Yeah. yeah. So they, you get these wigs, you put it on, you go to the barber and you say, this is what I want it to look like. They then cut the wig and style it to that. Dude, I'm not going to the barber. <clears> no, I know you're not. So it's not, it's not going to look as good as it does in the pictures. I don't know, What's funny content. is most of these pictures are 100% just young dudes with real, their real hair. Like that is not somebody wearing a wig. You got it you said it's here or it's not here. It's not here. You got to show me a picture of it. Can I, is it like long enough I can like do a little comb oh, yeah, thing? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. Start doing like, this all if the you, time. <laughs> if you if you just wore it down I bet you you could get like a page cut. You know, like right above the, I bet you you could get young, that. Young Jen Aniston. Yes. Hey, worked so for her. My daughter's finally getting long enough hair and kind of put it in pigtails. Can I put my hair in pigtails? See, I, he's excited about this. See, if I knew it was going to go this way, I would have introduced myself with my pronouns. <laughs> but I didn't know how serious this was going to be. So now I know. Now you know. If you do it again, now I know. All right, but keep an eye out for it. It'll have to be after Christmas, um, but we'll get those three days in there. Oh, because you're gone for I'm part gone. next week. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be next week. It can't be next week. That's not Are you here Wednesday? Fair. Yes, but that's one out of three days. <laughs> we have to go to lunch and the grocery store together. Okay, if you want to get that all done in one day and then... We can do it after Christmas. Okay, good. We can do it after Christmas. You're going to wear it here, though, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Can you do it? I, I, I've i already put in for vacation, so I'm going to have to move my vacation request, but I'll at least be here for podcast. After that, I'll be gone, but it'll be okay. No. There was no rules. On oh, this. no. You're... No, I'll be... I will be here. Normal work schedule. Yeah. You need to do it... What would it be? I guess Friday before Christmas. And not say anything and then just wear it when you go around and tell all the employees Merry Christmas <laughs> and don't say anything. No, we'll, that would be tremendous. I will uh, mm. contrive reasons for Austin to have to go into different departments. We'll figure things out. Everybody will get a chance. Thanks we'll for see. checking out right, the Meat we'll Juices Podcast. To shop everything but the meat, head on over to Waltons.com. To get your meat processing questions answered by experts and enthusiasts alike, head on over to our online community at MeatGistics.com. Walton's, everything but the meat.